That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 248 of A Yank on the Footy. It is Thursday morning, the 16th of March, and footy is back. By the time you listen to this, you may have already watched round one, but hopefully you check this out before we dive into round one. But uh, I'm Craig Wessels, company from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am thrilled that you're checking out the episode. This is a, a much shorter episode than usual. I'm going to be going over my tips for round one. Now, I am flying solo this week, so if you're somebody who typically listens to the podcast uh, in season... More often than not, during preview episodes, I am joined by my my mate uh, Mick Aussie coming to me from uh, or coming to us from Edmonton up in Alberta. He's, of course, he is Australian. He's lived in Alberta for many many years now, but uh, he is actually in Australia right now and is in the process of making the trek from Adelaide to Melbourne because he's going to be in the stands for the Geelong and Collingwood game on Friday evening. Mick, I am rather envious of you, sir. It looks like you're having a bang-up time. You are making me a little nervous. Watching you running around in sandals when everywhere you're going, there are signs pointing out snakes and things of that nature. So I guess that is what it means to be Australian. You're tougher. Maybe you have thicker skin. I'm not sure what it is there, but uh, I think I would have much, much bigger boots on in that case. But hopefully you're safe, man, and I hope you absolutely have a grand time at the uh, at the MCG. And, and do me a favor, have a meat pie for me if you would. Let me know how it is. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, make sure you drop me a note via email at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave me a message over on Facebook, either under my name, Craig Wessels, or Yank on the Footy Podcast. On uh, Twitter, at Yank underscore on. Over on Instagram, just look for uh, a Yank on the Footy there as well. Or you can find me on LinkedIn as well. I love being able to highlight the clubs to learn about the uh, geography of the game. And uh, I'm still just absolutely over the moon by the, the generosity of the folks from the uh, the. Tracy Village Razorbacks uh, sharing uh, some of their gear with me. Uh, it showed up yesterday in the post, and I'm very excited about that. And in fact, I believe tomorrow I'm actually going to wear my uh, my new polo shirt to school. Um, we'll have to see how cold it is, though, because if it's down to negative four like it was uh, today, I may end up needing to wear a sweater. But today's club of the episode are the Mulwalla Lions. And the Lions were formed way back in 1888, and they are members of the Murray Football League. And I'm guessing that's up kind of near the Murray and Ovens League, I would imagine, up near the Murray River. Uh, I'll have to look them up on the map. I have not done that yet. Now, they are the defending premiers of the Murray League, and they get back into action with their first practice match of the year coming up this Saturday, the 18th of March, at the J.C. Lowe Oval in Yarrawonga against the Mooney Valley Football Club. Now, they uh, also open up their regular season coming up on the 23rd, excuse me, the 2023 fixture on April the 1st against Moama. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. And Lions, I wish you the absolute best going into 2023. Hope you can repeat and get that, uh, that premiership there. Now, before we dive into the tips, I, I wanted to just share a couple things. I, 
Read a few articles this week. Uh, one that resonated with me today that I read uh, was on Code Sports, and I think it was actually published first in the Herald Sun because a lot of the things that are in on Code Sports come over from the Herald Sun, which works out really well for me because I don't have a subscription to Herald or to the Herald Sun, but I do get to see a lot of the articles that come over from there, and then also a lot of things written by Shen Gill and Daniel Cherney as well, as well as many other great uh, authors uh, and writers on the uh, the the site. But there was a really, really intriguing article and interview written about Jordan Degoe. And the other one that I read was also one about Toby Green. Now, since I've been watching the game for the last several years, these two have been, maybe villain isn't the right word to use, but they're, they're a couple of guys that always seem to find themselves in trouble, if you will. Well, Degoe, of course, having had his issues in uh, New York City and then in Bali recently, um, but it sounds like he has had a a significant change uh, of mindset. You know, during the course of this article, I was reading he spent a lot of time with a sports psychologist that has helped him to get focused uh, on things. And you know, I'm not a Magpie supporter. I'm not a Giant supporter. You know, Toby Green has, you know, continually made poor decisions which have cost him games through suspension. And I guess maybe you could argue that that's maybe kind of a, a Toby Green tax that he's having to pay simply because he's who he is and what he's done previously. But he's now the captain of GWS. And I'll be honest, I cannot wait to see what these two young men do going forward this year because they are, you know, and Toby Green is phenomenal even when he does have brain fades. Jordan Degoe is phenomenal when he has brain fades. But if these two gentlemen figure out how to harness whatever, uh, and I'm going to kind of go all Dexter here, whatever dark passenger they might have that causes them to maybe make decisions that, that aren't necessarily in the best interest of the club or in, their own, in the interest of their career, if they can limit those things and just be great footy players and live a great life outside of that without having other issues... The sky's the limit for these two guys. And I, I I, asked during all of my preview episodes about bold predictions from each of the people that I interviewed in terms of what they thought could happen. And I didn't ask myself one of those this year, and I didn't make one. But I think that if I was to make one now, and I don't know how bold it is. Maybe me you know, naming Todd Marsh, Marshall to win the Coleman this year from Port Adelaide might have been of a bold been a bold prediction. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Uh, I think if Jordan Degoe, you know, turns out, you know, turns his uh, his focus solely on footy and other things, Jordan Degoe is an All-Australian this year. There, I said it. There's my bold prediction for this year. But I wish these guys nothing but the best. And again, I I don't have a rooting interest. I know I'm not supposed to use that word uh, in um, in either of these two clubs. But I I, I just want to see people be successful at what they do. And I'm, I'm really, really interested to see what goes on with the two of these guys this year. So let's look at the games here. First off, of course, we've got Richmond hosting uh, Carlton at the G. Uh, we'll let them be the first two clubs to try out the turf and see what it's like after the concert it was there a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is the only game that, as of right now, that I have seen the lineups come out for. Okay, uh, A lot of familiar names. Uh, you know, you've got Jack Rewalt, you've got Martin, you've got Lynch in there, Shea Bolton, uh, Maurice Rioli. Deion Presti is back out there again. Uh, Daniel Rioli, Toronto, and Ann Curvis is there as well. Um, 
you know, a couple of the new guys coming in, of course, for the, uh, the, the Tigers are, you know, uh, Tim Toronto and Hopper coming in. Uh, they won't have Robbie Tarrant. They won't have uh, Yvonne Soldo out there. Um, Carlton's going to be without Sam Walsh. They're bringing in uh, Lockie Collins, Ollie Hollins, and Blake Akers. I think it's a terrific opening match. These are two clubs that I both tipped to play finals this year. Uh, they both want to get off on a good foot. Uh, you know, the Blues were left less than a point away from playing finals last year, and I don't think they're going to want to leave any points off of the scoreboard. They're going to want to make sure they put as many points on. So I think this is a club that if they get the opportunity to just rack up some significant scores to pad percentage on there, I think they're going to do it. Now, I'm not saying they're doing that in this game. I think it's going to be a much closer game, but I am going to go with the Blues to take this one by 11 points. So Carlton by 11 in the first game of the season. And then we head back to the MCG again. The grass gets a couple of hours to cool off. And the Cats are hosting Collingwood. There, I said it. I didn't have any inflection in it. The Cats have their home game against Collingwood at the MCG. Let's move on. Um, now, the teams have not been announced as of this point in time. And, you know, the Cats are kind of interesting at this point because Mitch Duncan, Sam Inagola, uh Jake Kolajazny is likely to be out. Uh, Tom Hawkins is likely to be out as well, but he's close to being back. And quite frankly, Jeremy Cameron might miss the game as well. Now, I'm going to go ahead and, and hedge my bet here a little bit because, of course, he's got that whole dad thing getting ready to start happening. And I wish him all the best and his partner all the best as well. It's absolutely terrific. Uh, I think this is going to be a great contest. Uh, I am going to go with the, at, at this point in time, I'm going to go with the Cats to win this one by seven, but I will not be shocked if the Pies win this one. They played several close games against one another last year. I think this will be another close one. But I am going to go with the Cats. Now, if, if Cameron doesn't play, well, we saw how, I'm just going to say it, ineffective the Cats looked in their practice match uh, a couple of weeks ago. They just really struggled to do anything with the ball inside 50. And if both Hawkins and Cameron are not there, I think you're going to really struggle. So my hope is that uh, that he becomes a dad on Saturday. Of course, now if it turns out to be Friday, it is what it is. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. One game does not make a difference. That does not make the decision in terms of who does or does not play finals. But uh, I am going to go with the Cats to take this one by seven. But again, as I said, I won't be surprised at all if the Pies win this one. And then we move to Marvel. And we've got North Melbourne hosting the West Coast Eagles. Now, these are the two clubs that were at the bottom of the ladder in 2022. And in all likelihood, they're going to be closer to the wooden spoon than they are going to be pushing into the eight this year. Now, this is being played at Marvel. And, and I think this game's going to be at a bit of a toss-up. Now, on paper, of course, West Coast has a much more mature, uh, game-experienced club. Um, but the Roos, are, they're young. They're hungry. I think they're going to want to make an impression on their uh, new senior coach. I have a feeling the Roos are going to come out swinging, and they're going to take this one by a couple of goals. So I'm going with North uh, North Melbourne. I almost said North Coast, um, which is what they call the area where I live here in Ohio, which is on the southern coast, uh, the southern shore of Lake Erie, but the northern coast of the state of Ohio, if you will. So we call us the North Coast here. I'm going with the Roos to take this one by two goals. And then we head out to the Adelaide Oval. We head out to the Adelaide Oval for Port Adelaide hosting Brisbane. And 
Many people are predicting Brisbane to play in the grand final this year. I think it's very likely. Now, while I don't think the Power are going to have the start to the year that they had last year, this year, I don't think they're going to start 0-5. I think they are going to start 0-1. And, you know, the Lions, they don't have a whole lot of weaknesses. This is a really, really good club. They're going to be without Dane Zorko. Got a little bit of a leg injury he's dealing with. Uh, I've got Brisbane winning this one by 14 points. Uh, hopefully Todd Marshall puts three or four goals up on the scoreboard, though, to get him well on his way to that Coleman I talked about in my preview episode. And then we head back to the MCG for the third out of four games here this round. And this might be, you know, Collingwood and Geelong maybe is the game of the round, but uh, you could certainly make an argument for this one also. Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs. And this is the third of really three awesome matchups, you know, in, in round one. And uh, this, you might coin this one the forest for the trees matchup because you've got a lot of talls playing in this game. You know, with, with Grundy and Gone and, uh, and you know, Ben Brown and, and uh, uh, Tim, uh, his name is escaping me right now. I'm, I'm forgetting his name and I don't have the roster up in front of me uh, from Melbourne that uh, is, uh, is back healthy this year. I know it's not Tim Member, he's with St. Kilda. Uh, but, uh, you know, you've got, you know, the Tulls from the Bulldogs, you know, with... Uh, Naughton, Hugo Hagen, Lobb, um, Tim English, you know, just, I mean, I, and I, as I, I coined a new phrase last week and I, I, and I don't know if this will ever take off or not, but I, 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 I'm calling the D's offense this year, the Hydra offense, because it's this many headed monster that can attack you from all sorts of different directions. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a fantastic game. Now the Bulldogs are going to be without Cody Waitman. Uh, who's coming back from uh, a bit of a leg injury himself. Uh, did see him running uh, at the track on uh, AFL tonight. But I've got the D's taking this one by nine points. This is going to be a great matchup, though. And then Gold Coast hosts Sydney at former Metricon, now Heritage Bank Stadium on the Gold Coast. And the Swans, they begin their quest to uh, get back to the grand final, clashing with the Suns. Now, I don't know how many of you watched uh, on the couch the other night, but it was interesting where, where Gary Lyons said that, that I don't remember how far back he went, but it was many, many years that he said that a grand finalist, uh, a club that lost a grand final by more than 40 points has not won a finals game the next year. Not that they didn't win the grand final. They just didn't win a game in the finals, period. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen with Sydney, but they fit into that criteria of having lost a game by a significant number of points. Uh, but I think this is still too good of a side. Now, again, I, if you haven't listened to my preview episode, I do suggest you go back and listen to it. I made a couple of bold calls about who's going to be playing in the eight this year. Um, you know, the Suns have got their forward line back intact. Bobby Archol, young Mr. King is back there. I don't know if Casbolt's going to be in the 22 or not, but you know, they've, they've got some great talent up forward. Um, yeah, Rosas stepping in uh, into Isaac Rankin's uh, spot. Got a great midfield with you know Anderson and Raul, and uh, my tip for the Brownlow in Tuke Miller as well. Now, my question is: Is will the Suns' defensive structure be able to hold up against the Swans? I don't know. I do think the Swans take this one, but it's going to be a great effort by the Suns, and it's going to be a close game. It's going to be less than a goal. I've got the Swans winning this one by four points. And then we head to 
Giant Stadium in Sydney, GWS hosting the Adelaide Crows. Now, both of these sides have a new captain. Uh, I'm really interested to see how the Giants play. As I mentioned before, I, I think that, that this is a club that could possibly take on the persona of their, their new captain. Um, you know, have this, this tough, hard-nosed club that hits and makes tackles and, and just plays, plays the game hard in every facet of the game. And that, this is not to say that the Giants were not doing that under Leon Cameron, but I just, I just think that, that you know, you've, you've got a guy who, you know, who's now the senior coach uh, who, you know, comes in and bench presses the stadium before practice um, and a hard-nosed captain as well. I think they might just take on that persona a little bit. I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm going to go with the Giants to win this one by 10. And I, and I think Adelaide is a very talented side. I've, I've finished them to finish in the top half of the bottom ten, uh, bottom 10. And then we head over to Sunday, and we're back at the MCG for the last game of the round. And then, then the grass gets to take a break. Uh, the Hawks are hosting Essendon. And while I've tipped the Hawks to uh, take the wooden spoon this year, this is a great opportunity for them to get a win in round one. Uh, youngest side in the comp. And I I guess I hadn't done the math and really thought about it, but since last year, they, 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 they have shipped out either through retirement or trades. Uh, over a thousand games worth of playing experience. I mean, that is that's massive. And again, they have such a young side right now. Um, you know, Mitch Lewis is not going to be back for for several weeks, so I think they're still going to struggle to to score the ball. Um, I'm really interested to see what Essendon does under Brad Scott. Are they going to be a more focused, a more physical uh, side than than they were under uh, Ben Rutten? I think they might be, but I've got the Bombers getting the four points here. I've got I've got Essendon winning by 13. And then the last game of the round, you have Fremantle heading to Marvel Stadium to play uh, Hawkeye Pierce and Trapper John McIntyre and, and the entire cast of MASH. Okay, no, they're playing St. Kilda, but boy, are they, are they beat up. This is, this is looking a lot like the Eagles did at the beginning of last year. Fortunately, and knock on wood, there's not a a COVID component in this. It's, it's simply little niggles and injuries and things like that, that have, that have overcome their players. Uh, I think this is going to be a comfortable win for the Dockers. I think the Dockers are too talented to decide right now. The Saints are missing so many players from their best 22. I've got Fremantle winning this one by three goals and it'll probably be more. Now, having said that, I may turn out to be completely wrong because You've got Ross Lyon facing off against the club that he coached, coached most recently before his second term with St. Kilda. But I still, I'm going to stick with, with three goals here. Now, the thing that I thought was most interesting, and I don't know if anybody else has picked up on this, but it's round one. We're playing games for real. These actually count as points on the ladder. Neither West Coast or Fremantle are playing at home. Neither one of them get to play at Optus this week. Now, I guess I have to ask, um, and, and maybe this is the case and I haven't dug this far into it, but I know there was a huge concert at the MCG, and I, I think it was Ed Sheeran, not, a, not an artist I listened to, okay? But uh, now, if it, was, if it was Megadeth, or if it was... Uh, Shinedown or Volbeat or Ghost or Ice Nine Kills or hell, it was Michael Bublé. Um, 
I'd have been at it if I was there. But was there a concert at Optus Stadium, which is causing uh, work to be done on the on the turf there as well? Is that why they were not there for round one? And again, I, I could so maybe I'm maybe I'm making a mountain out of a molehill here. Maybe there's just another variable in this equation that I don't know about. So I don't know if there was actually something that took place at Optus Stadium or if this was just a bit of an oversight on the part of the comp and not have either club hosting a game in round one, because I always thought that there was a game there every week. I thought one of the two were playing there every week, but maybe I was wrong about that. So there you have my tips. You'll have to let me know where I'm right, where I'm wrong. Um, if you have not checked out my preview episode, I hope you'll go back and do that. If you haven't checked out uh, your club's preview, I did uh, preview episodes for all 18 clubs. Uh, those are all in uh, and on my website, yankonthefooty.com. If you happen to be over on Twitter, just look for my Twitter thread there, and you'll find a Google Doc that has all 18 of those linked on there. So you can just click on it, and it'll take you right to the episode uh, through my Podbean app. And uh, I also have a couple more of my Why NFL Fans Would Love the AFL uh, episodes to get published. I'm hoping to work on those this weekend and get those out uh, Monday uh, at the latest, uh, I'm going to start diving back into conducting some interviews as well at that point in time, uh, along with doing the, the, the review episodes, the preview episodes, that type of thing. So planning on still bringing you content, uh, a couple of times a week. Uh, absolutely love doing that. Um, don't forget that you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll subscribe to the podcast email list there so that when new episodes come out, you have them in your inbox about 45 seconds after it's published. If you like the show, if you like the show, I do hope you'll click on the you know, leave a review button up at the top of my website as well. And you can either leave a review right on the website or you can click on it and it'll take you to Apple Podcasts and you can leave a review there. It really helps the show out where I can I can demonstrate that, that people appreciate what it is that I'm doing with the show and I can share your words out there. It's a, it's a really big help. And of course, with the ones with Apple and Spotify, it helps to trigger their algorithm and get that recommended to more and more people so it moves up in the search engines and that type of thing. So that's a huge help. If you like the show, that'd be a great way to help. If you want to help out the show uh, and keep it on the airwaves, uh, you can click on that buy me a coffee button and, you know, and it's what it says it is. You know, the, the buy me a coffee thing is where you can, you can chip in, a, you know, a couple of bucks here or there if you choose to do so. And again, you don't have to, um, but if you, if you enjoy what I'm doing, you know, this, you know, one man operation here and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not quite as expensive a hobby as being a golfer, uh, which I think my son is finding out, but, uh. It's not a cheap. It's not a cheap hobby either. So if you want to help out, you certainly can. I'll, I'll greatly appreciate it. You don't have to do so. You know, there's nothing behind a Patreon wall or anything like that. Uh, everything that I publish, I put out there for you to hear, because I want you to hear it. I want you to share it with your friends. Uh, if you have an idea for a guest, you know, maybe you know a, a former player, or you have a unique story to tell, or a unique perspective about things, I'd love to talk to you. Drop me an email at yankonthefooty@gmail.com. And uh, while you do that, also cl click on the register as a guest button on my website um, and go ahead and sign up there and tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, I will reach out to you. I would recommend the email, though, because sometimes I forget to go back in there and look for who has signed up on the guest list um, recently. So I don't want to overlook anybody. Uh, but folks, check up on your friends. Enjoy this weekend. 
this is awesome. Um, I think there's a, a Christmas song that starts out with, It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, it's round one of footy. And it is absolutely wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 248 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter. You can reach me via email at yankonthefootygmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at A Yank on the Footy Podcast, on Instagram at A Yank on the Footy, or search out my name on LinkedIn or Facebook, and you can find me there as well, Craig Wessels. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a local club that you'd want me to give a shout-out to, that'd be fantastic. If you've got a you – know, I'll just – if you've got a sticker for your local club that you'd love to have displayed on my desk in my classroom, my mailing address is in, uh, in the show notes as well. That would be absolutely awesome. But uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye. <laughs>